any of my intro? Do you want my computer? No, Okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. Here we are with Off the Wall Graffiti, immersed in art. Before we get started, I want you to all go to your Instagram and follow him at Scepterhead, S-E-P-T-E, uh-oh. S-E-P-T-E-R-H-E-D. H-E-D. Um, yay. And um, that's so you can stalk while we talk. And um, so yeah, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So the purpose of a this or that is... For the people listening, sometimes I have a fantasy that that there will be like parents listening or policymakers or people who can help aid artists be able to always and always and always create. Because I think there's an impact when we are not allowed to and I think the impact is not looked at enough. Um, when all we wanna do is create and we're told no or we're told to shut up or, or something happens and it's blocked, right? Versus what happens when you are able to freely create and who you are when you're doing that. Um, because overall, I'm all about well-being and quality mental health, I yeah. guess. So, um, and I don't know your story, so I won't lead you on that, but um, but that's just the context of a this or that. And so fill us in. Who, who, what, where, when, how? Mm. <laughs> well, uh, who is, uh, I'm just uh, some man that was uh, created a uh, long time ago. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't become a professional artist until the year 2010. I so, didn't know that. yeah, um, that's when I graduated from art school. My senior thesis was to brand myself as an artist. Part, part of it was a joke. Part of it was uh, because um, I was uh, going to school for advertising. And uh, Where'd you go to school? Otis. Shout out to Otis. Was it good? No, uh, not no shout out to Otis. No, shout out no they're not in the clear yet. Yeah. They're not bad. They're just, I just have some experiences there that were. Um, Low key, so have I. Yeah, I mean the you know I don't want to spend my time talking about that. Um, yep, it's okay. Otis, I was at Otis, but fine. there's no shout out to them yet. Got it. So okay. Uh, you know, um, advertising. Uh, I wanted something. I wanted to produce a successful campaign that would launch me and because I I've always drawn. You know, messed around, never took it seriously. Um, what I did with myself was. Uh, basically created the best class that I possibly could have had the four years that I was there. Um, the class, uh, the teachers were against my idea. Um, a lot of them tried to talk me out of it. I quickly remembered the, the amount of money that I was paying to go there. Right. And uh, <laughs> immediately told them, no, I'm doing whatever the hell I want. Um, basically, a lot of the classes that they gave me were either 
you know, ineffectual or just basically a waste of money. Um, I did get a lot of good things out of there, but the best class that I chose for myself was to become an artist called Scepterhead. Uh, at the time, I didn't really know much about it, so I made a bunch of t-shirts, a bunch of stickers, kind of like created this origin around the name, which is no longer uh, even a story because the longer I'm an artist, the shorter my name gets. Okay. Pretty soon it'll just be S. Because uh, <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything, you know? I don't care about stories that much. Um, some of them are interesting, some of them were uh, just kind of like, whatever. Um, but, you know, I... Do you uh, not care because they were artificial? Uh, well, as, as a creative person, um, everything is artificial until I make it real. Okay. So basically, my job as a creative is to convince you that something comes from nothing. So basically, you know, before you start anything, it doesn't exist, you know. And your job is, as an artist is to either make an impression or tell a story or basically, you know, craft something that was not there before you crafted it. So my basis for my whole uh, beginning was to basically hit the streets, um, jump fences, uh, do a lot of illegal work. Um, and uh, it was more of a personal challenge. I didn't really understand the ramifications or like the results of what I was doing until about two or three years later. Um, it helped me establish uh, a name for myself in a community that I knew nothing about. Um, made a lot of friends along the way. Um, but just proving to myself that I could do these things, which is basically always, that's been my like motto since day one. Like, I don't think I can do this, I'm going to do this. That's basically all it is. Okay. Every time I sit down to draw nowadays, every time I, before I paint a wall, every time before I do anything, I genuinely, genuinely believe in my brain that I am not going to be able to do it. And I don't know where it comes from, I don't know what it is, but it motivates me and it drives me to prove that I can do it. Um, so it sounds pretty terrible, but it's actually not. It's actually just a preservation. Like a trick. Yeah. Like, oh man, I don't, like, I doubt it. I'm like, how am I going to do this? Like, I want to draw this, like, right now I'm working on a, a scarecrow in the middle of a field. It's a drawing, and the perspective is from the top, so it's 3D on all four angles. Um, and the scarecrow is laying in the field, and, um... I'm really hooked on this kind of fetal position uh, set up for my characters now, and uh, I haven't drawn a scarecrow yet, so I'm kind of excited. Um, a scarecrow in the fetal position? Laying on, in the middle of a cornfield yeah. off his little stick, and uh, a couple of crows picking at a straw. But um, the biggest concern that I have about the drawing is that, can I pull off the perspective? You know, right. because I haven't really approached, I've done perspective before, but not this one. But this, the whole point is like, I don't know if I can draw this, um, and until I do draw it, I'm gonna, it's gonna drive me to, to want to prove myself that I can. So that's the whole basis for my create. I'm a, I'm a process artist, so I'm only interested in the time that it takes to start to finish. When I'm done with something, it's dead to me, meaning I don't care what happens to it for the most part. I don't really spend much time thinking about it. Yeah. If it looks cool, I'm like, yeah, that was cool, and then I move on. So I just, I enjoy the moment of making, you know, because that's really the only time in this world that I am, that I know where my brain can be in the present moment. And I think that's a moment that um, on a human level that a lot of people struggle to find because we're either regretting the past or worried about the future. Right. You know, that's fear and love, fear and love. We're scared of something. We think we could have done something better. I, regret is like a lesson trapped. And when I make art, I'm right in the middle. 
it's the sweet spot because it's when you're you're living and you're an actual human and you're not you're not concerned about this or worried that you did that wrong you know it's just like and so it's a meditative process and the, the creativity that comes from it in that moment if I'm lucky enough to have it which I'm not all the time is where I learn it's where I get better it's where I and it's funny because I make all this art and it's like I'm only making it like really for myself <laughs> like other people like it that's a bonus but right. the reality is is like I don't want to worry about the past. I don't want to, you know, have fear of the future. I want to be in this moment right now and prove myself. And I've proved it to myself, multi, like I'd say, well, total, probably about six to 7,000 times in my career. No, like literally like every little project, I'm like, I can't do that. And I do it, and I'm like, see, you could. But then I forget all over again before I start the next one. Right. So. That's what happens to moms. That's when we have children i couldn't imagine being in charge of another person (laughs) with like an actual brain that was like i I have trouble just like sitting down and finding the time to draw and like it's a miracle that i can but but that that not knowing that that space of sheer like dare or or dread (laughs) you know and judgment and and like but judgment in that powerful way like not not like telling yourself you suck, but telling yourself you're not there. Or I have, I just really have no idea how I'm gonna pull it off. Right. <laughs> because right. I haven't done it yet. And it's free falling. <laughs> yeah. In some ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, my whole purpose now, uh, when I started drawing, uh, basically I, I do a lot of lines in my work. Um, I've kind of moved away from that for the most part, because I, I basically did everything I wanted to do in that department. So it's there, the skill is there, but I don't use it a lot in my work now because generally now I'm trying to just become a better illustrator. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm working in the shading and highlights and I'm using very crude uh, methods of just black and white. And um, everything that I draw is a representation of vibrations that living organisms let out into the world like if you look over cars during the summer and you see these waves and like you're around people and like the energy they release is either like you know i'm not too far into the energy thing but i do believe that there are waves going around i mean not only from our cell phones obviously but from our bodies sure some kind of like magnetic pulsing like human frequency and so everything that i do is surrounded either starts as a line is surrounded by waves everything's in motion you know um and it's basically the sole purpose, I've said this a lot of times, the sole purpose for my art besides my own meditation is to help people feel a little less alone in the world. If they can relate to something I'm drawing, then I've done my job, you know, because I like to help people when I can. And it's a bonus. Like I said, I get to meditate. I get to be in the present for four hours that day, which is enough to keep me alive till the next day. And if someone likes it, then I've hopefully helped someone else. Right, right. And so what happens when, have you ever been not able? Every day. Oh, <laughs> he goes into it this or that. It's really it's, no, it's a real struggle because you know um, I have a I have a nine to five job that I do, you which do? is also creative. Okay, good. And uh, my brain is before that I had a physical job that I worked, uh, did a lot of labor, and uh, you, physically tired is a different than mentally tired. Sometimes they're together, sometimes they're separate, but. <sighs> When you're gone the whole day and you don't have time to do things, I generally have six six full days a month that I have open, unless I take time off from work. So 
in the evening when I'm when I have an idea in the morning morning's the best time for me to be creative because I'm fresh and like you know there's nothing like weighing down on me but at the end of the day I hold myself to a really high standard I I want to draw something every other day okay. so I would say you know, in a week I would my ideal output is four to five drawings three to four I don't know somewhere in there but that's a lot of work you know um, and if I don't do it then and that's a self-assignment yeah, I constantly, because every time I draw, I get a little better. I notice it, you know, I, even the drawings, I did something lately that I hated. I hated it. Just I like it for my own personal like judgment. It was, I can always tell halfway through whether I'm going to like it or not. And it just didn't, it wasn't working out. I had to cover a lot of things. I had to change some things. And when I finished it, it, it looked amazing. Like, and for me to say that about my own work is really a big deal. So meaning you thought you were going to hate it. Yeah, and you got to wear. I didn't think I could save the piece. Got I was it. gonna just like let it go, take it out back, and like you know, I like do this. the thing people do to horses when they can't walk anymore. Um, but you know, uh, so the day-to-day -day thing, it's really a struggle. And you know, that's sometimes that's my whole world is just being able to make art versus not being able to make art. It's like, is he happy because he can make art, or was he not able to? And because that's that's what depresses me. You know, is like not being able to be creative. Because, but like I said, it's the impossible thing that I put on myself where I'm like, you have to make a piece every other day and it has to be 19 by 24 inches and it has to be really cool and it has to get, you know, all the likes on, fa on Facebook and Instagram. And <laughs> that's just not like reality. Like I'll have like a really good piece like every fourth or fifth piece. Right. You know, and everything in between is just me forcing myself to make art. So it sounds pretty bad and it is, but I've learned something about forcing myself to make art is that I, I don't hold on to things as much when I'm creating them. So like if I draw more, then when I do draw something that I like, if something happens or it doesn't work out or I don't have the time or my brain, it's usually a battle with my brain to like being able to focus and create something. If I can't focus or create it, then I'm able to let it go easier without being so upset about it. But you know, it's just like, my only purpose is to create art. And when I can't create art, what is my purpose? Ooh. Ooh. Because that's the thing that brings me to the now. That's the thing that makes me feel present. Right, and when you're not present, that that's then I'm either a waste of in the past or in the future. Well, what what's coming up for me about what you're talking about with your daily practice um, and the pressure of getting it and saving it and having the piece work and and all of that. Um, you know how sometimes we put titles on what this is for me. And why I'm doing it, or or what you know what the outcome is, and all of that. And what I heard underneath it was really, and you said the words like it's your meditation. And if you were literally meditating, would you have all this on meditation? I think like, it would really help me. Um, I would love to have. No, no. I mean, what I mean is, if you shifted what you're calling it to meditation. If you were a, a meditator, would you be as mean to yourself about meditating? And that's all I'm wondering. It's like I think I would, yeah, totally. <laughs> and just, like, you yeah, didn't meditate today. You're nothing. Exactly, right? <laughs> but that's you totally you know, it, all, it depends on how much you like love yourself. You know, if you're a person with a lot of self-love, and um, 
then it's easier to, to go nice on yourself. But like one of my biggest battles in, in this world um, is just learning how to love myself. You know, I've, I've been around for a long time. I don't think my age is necessary to like state, but people know I'm not I'm, a I'm teenager. I'm like 10 years older than you are. Yeah, but I'm saying like from my perspective, it's like, uh, you know, that's my journey. And uh, most of my pieces, you know, have like, can be construed as a negative theme. But I've always heard, you know, draw what you know. You know, yeah. make subject matter what you know. And my subject matter is basically just me learning how to love myself, every piece, you know, so. And the process of, of, of your morning ritual or whatever it is, that sometimes leads you to more love and sometimes leads you, it sounds like, into like a little bit of despair, but not the kind of despair that's actual depression. Yeah, it's, you know, because like I said, I don't get too attached to the pieces, you know, right. but sometimes it really affects me, you know, not being able to like, because I have this high expectation, you know, um, and you know, my career, I've done a lot of stuff, but there's every artist, doesn't matter really how much stuff they've done, they always like can feel the decline when no one's calling them to do stuff. Yeah. Or not. And that's like a constant, man, you know, like I, I feel like the universe is telling me this at this point in my career. You know, I used to paint every weekend. I used to, like, you know, people are hitting me up for designs, you know, coffee bags, this, that, and the other. When I'm not getting offers to do jobs, it is my responsibility, I feel, as an artist to sharpen my sword. Mm -hmm. um, and that just means keep making work. Mm -hmm. Always, always, always keep making work. And if the universe allows me to have people come for me, you know, come to me for opportunities in the future, then, you know, I'll be grateful and I'm lucky. But I can't sit around and worry about it, you know, because... I'd rather be drawing or, you know, getting better. And, like, and getting present. Yeah, and, you know, it's like you go from these two worlds. Like, I, um, for a long time, I um, <clears throat> financially was not doing well. Um, I have a lot of really expensive student loans from Otis that keep me uh, basically in the ditch of life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the trade-off before was I had more time to do stuff in the art world, but I wasn't making any money. Now I'm making more money, and I'm not worried if I sell my art. Like, okay. if you don't want it, fine. If you don't think it's worth that, I don't care. Like, I'm not paying my bills with my art. So now it's a whole different, like, it's a switch a from, like, I was freedom. depending on people to, like, oh, I got to make rent. Do you want the piece or don't you? And they're like, oh, you know what? After two months of talking to you, I've decided I don't want it. It's just like. Yeah. I, it, it's freeing to be away from that. But at the same time, I feel like I'm missing out on the art world, you know, because I don't really know what it is. My, my. My like interpretation, the art world, you mean just like, like being involved, like having people ask me to paint things, you know, and like right. do stuff. Like it's definitely taken a dip. But I'm instead of like sitting around and feeling sorry for myself, I'm just still making art. You're I'm banking. still making art. Yeah. Yeah. Is there? Do you have greatness still in your your mindset about like the like you know how how do I want to say this like. I have to show up because I know there's still more in me. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the, like this game about this is not over, even though you guys don't seem to know that. Yeah, I mean, in the back of my brain, every day I notice a silly little idea that I'm going to uh, be a successful artist that just makes art, and that's my job. Yeah, like that's... That's in my that's head every the, day. And every time I, I hear it in my brain, I'm like, I laugh a little because I'm like, stop, you know, this is ridiculous. But then I'm like, you know what, you're right. Yeah. You got to, like, it's just, I mean, no one choose, no one would purposely choose to be a poor artist. Like, artists are just, there's so much strife. 
I think the best idea to be an artist is to first get rich and then make art. <laughs> because any other way is just very, very difficult. It is super you know, difficult. It's, it's, it's the struggle, man. You know, it's, it's really hard to uh, be successful and it's really hard for people to appreciate you. And, you know, life moves on whether you make art or not. And if you're not getting those, like, you know, multi-thousand dollar deals every other month, you're basically struggling, you know? Right. And life itself takes up more time away from your art. You know? Yeah. The yeah. The the less you have, the more the struggle is. Yeah. And the harder it is to just get. I to wouldn't the page. suggest anyone becomes an artist unless it's in their heart, and then you can't tell them otherwise. And you can't. It's like love. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're not allowed to love that. People are oh, just born right. a certain way, and I was born to be an artist. I don't care how miserable I get. I don't care how many things go bad. Like it's, I have to do it. Right. I have to. Well, so let's. So in that realm of like in that. When you say you have to, um, was there ever a time when when you just couldn't or didn't, or is it inside of that daily struggle? Like you're able, but your your dark comes with with the process. Do you know what I mean? Or more to or you said you became an artist in 2010. Who were you before, and how was that being expressed? <laughs> I, you know, this, this is a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll say this. Um, I spent many years uh, running the streets, being on the streets. Um, I was Making. a drug addict for oh. a long time. So that your creativity went inside of there. I had no creativity. I was okay. basically a dead soul. But were you masking your creative... I'm sorry, that is a preconceived notion I have that... <laughs> Sometimes people do drugs because their brains are on fire creatively and they can't shut them out. Yeah, I mean, not to down. go too much into it. I just I was, right I was born an addict and um, oh. it's just in my blood. And, you know, luckily I've been sober for 12 years now. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't ha I don't have a problem talking about it, but uh, my life, I don't I've, I've lived two lives, essentially, you know, the one before I got sober and my life now. So. Many of the th I really See, didn't I didn't do anything. There wasn't anything that I accomplished in my life before I got sober that is worth mentioning on this. Podcast. How the hell did you get to Otis? How would you even know you're supposed to go to art I school? I got sober. Oh. And then, and then <laughs> I decided that? to go to Otis. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That is so cool. Yeah. So you just you heard something when you got I said to if I'm you know I I finally like was able to like be cool for a little while and I'm like I'm sober and like I've always dreamed of going to art college and like if there's any time in my life to do it it's now you know yeah yeah biggest mistake I ever made of course right <laughs> why do we want any education well That's it's a whole other education podcast. with a dollar sign the size of a circus tent jeez man no I get it I it's well rough. I no I know I know and and the promise of, of that maybe it can be a trap it. you know school can be a trap you got to really be aware of, of the percentages you're signing on your loans and you got to you know never take teachers words for what you can do because school is, is it's helpful to know the things but people need to be aware that they can learn all the things that they're teaching to a certain point in schools by themselves you know especially now especially now yeah I mean there's some some things that I got from teachers there that I don't think I could find online you know just 
life about being creative right because they're life professionals in their field and you know there's a lot of typography classes that I took that like you know taught me about layouts and all this stuff that you can only learn so much online but a lot of kids make the mistake of going to art school and there's no promise of anything when you get out of art school there is zero they can't guarantee you a job they can it's just nothing and unless your parents are, are footing your school bills you know you're gonna be in for a big surprise yeah I also wanted to have a psychology of, of being an artist in the classroom because I found when I left school I was, and, and working in the professional world, my brain was so messed up because I, you know, I was this trained designer and then I go into my first job and, and all of these doubts and all of this, yeah. like, and just the psychology of, of being asked to create for someone is interesting, you know, just can mess with you because prior to that, you're delivering to either yourself or to the teacher and it yeah. doesn't seem to mimic it quite as much. But, um, but yeah, the psychology of art in general, I think, is kind of encompassing inside of this, this or that. Like, how, how do you manage being an artist and a human and balance compromise those. you gotta let go of some of those dreams too yeah just for a little bit okay yeah. and like and just focus on that one thing and you gotta have plans you gotta write stuff down you gotta have goals you can't just expect the universe to hand it to you okay I'd say 95% I'm so taking notes 95% of my um of my world is uh trying to learn the difference between what I can get on my own and what I expect I should get on my own. You know, I've always thought being an artist would be the easiest thing I've ever done. I'm like, you're creative. You'll just be like, hey, you got an idea for this? I'll be like, yeah, here it is, man. You know, take it. And I'm like, oh, thanks for the money. You know, it's just like none of it is, not one step has been easy. Not any part of it has been easy. Right. None of it. And every day I still, I'm still convinced that like, oh, you don't have to try so hard to do this. <laughs> it is very hard. It is very hard. And being creative is not just some natural skill that you just like, spew out and you're just like okay I'm done with that you know it takes it's taxing it's your soul it's your life it's everything so yeah you got to keep in mind that um don't doubt the process you know don't doubt uh, the value of like hard work and like putting your uh you know I've sacrificed so much of my life uh friends family loved ones time uh Friday night you'll find me like under a slightly uncomfortable light you know inking out a piece right. you know or like i'll paint all night if you give me a wall you know it's just like these trade-offs you know you gotta it's like people that find out what's really important to them they're not really concerned about like not doing anything else besides art but there are it's nothing's been easy not one thing i'm reminded i was reminded of that when listening to ron howard talking about trying to get trying to get movies made and how he had he has to fight to shows me yeah like, you're wrong freaking Howard that's the, that's another thing I've learned about being creative is people don't know what they like you have to convince them that they like your stuff is that right like you change your style and people are like oh I like your old stuff oh, I like your old stuff and then you keep doing whatever you want to do because it's your work yeah and well you eventually me when you talk about the waves I was like ooh, I want to see that yeah I mean the <laughs> people are like oh, oh we don't like this and you're like my job is to convince people what they like of what I do Okay. Because not everyone's going to like what I do. Half the people don't even know what I'm doing. And then it's just like, 
you have to convince them that they like it. Yeah. And they don't know that yet. Are you convinced that you like other people's art? I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna name my favorite artists because I don't know their names, probably. Um, and I don't say that to be disrespectful or like too cool for school, but like I try not to pay too much attention to what's cool and popular because people don't realize it, but it it can influence you subconsciously and yeah. you start putting it in your own work. Yeah. I, I work in a creative, like for my, um, <clears throat> my other job, I'm in a creative field and I'm influenced by a lot of things. And uh, if I see something I like, I'll acknowledge it or I'll take a mental note, but I try not to reference it too much. Yeah. You know? Because I mean, it's good to have, you know, people that influence you. I mean, I think, I think the first person that was an artist, um, it's interesting to think of, you know, the first person that was an artist, the second person that was an artist was influenced by the first person. Right. You know? And we're all just looking at art. It's saying, all been. I like that, but what you gotta remember is you gotta add your touch to it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you copy, because you have to copy something. So just, you know, add your touch. My touch is the wavy lines. I'm not the first or the last, but I have my style. But you do wavy line the way you do it, and it's I know my, your is, wavy line. It's, I've, I, it's a nervous line. Yeah. That's what it's called. Well, I mean, the, the, the one before, the, yeah. the, call, the wavy line as The well. con contours. Yes. Um, and we'll end in a second. I, I was sitting in a, just because maybe you know this name in design, um, I was at a conference with Saul Bass. I've heard of that name. And he's, a, he's no longer with us, but he's a logo type designer and did, you know, CBS logo yeah. and the Geffen logo and all these different, and maybe, hopefully I'm right about that, but anyway, he knowingly stole a Magritte orb mm -hmm. and put a line through it and created the Geffen logo. And, yeah. and that is, in his presence, was the first time I had ever heard anyone say, good designers borrow, great designers steal. And, and I think that, you know, that, that's a whole other thing of like letting people influence you or direct ripping and calling it your own. And I think there, there has to be a little bit yeah, of Yeah, I mean, real artists me. know when someone's stealing something. Yeah. You know? um, I try not to spend too much time focusing on people like that because there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, if you can create your own style and, and you're still stealing from people, book. like... I mean, it, yeah. there's a level of like artists that spend their time, you know, finding people stealing things. Like real artists, in my opinion, I, what I consider, what I, when I see something stealing, I acknowledge it and I just move on. Move on. If it becomes an issue, then I point out, hey, look, you know, this is stealing, obviously, but, right. but for the most part, it's just like, don't talk about it, be about it, you know? Yeah, just keep creating, let it go into you and out of you. I mean, again, back because the public doesn't care. And they don't care what you're saying. You know, artists stand next to each other. The only people that care about stealing are the real artists that don't steal. The public doesn't care. Right. You steal music, you steal movies, steal, you can copy. You just want it to be Mickey pretty. Mouse and put a gas mask on him and like a wig and people would love it because it's familiarity. Yeah. People love familiarity. Right. All right. Um, okay. Well, I think we're going to... That's not a natural segue for the end of this or that. The familiarity, what could we talk about? The staying happy while making art, being present. I actually really like that that is the, the whole course for you is, is like how do you get right to the present and, and that's why you make and do what you do and when you can't get to the present 
here, that's not. It's bad. That's the bad. Real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. So dark. So dark. All right. Okay. Well, we're done for this one. Thank you Thank for having you me. Thank you very much. Yay. All right. All right. Follow him and it's up your head. Hey, thanks for listening. We're really glad you tuned in. Immersion Art was recorded two years ago in 2018. I'm really sorry it's taken me so long to edit these. I want to thank our sound engineer, Jacob Bumgardner. I want to thank all of the guests who have waited so long for their words to be heard. They are important and we hope to do more. If you liked this, please subscribe, share, and also if you want to be a part of it, just send me an email, mora at offthewallgraffiti.org or hit us up on any of the socials. And I want to do an extra special shout out to Luciano West, who created that amazing theme song. He came over to the house one day, dropped some beats, Avery McCarthy got on bass, and I got on the spray cans, and we made that beat. I think it's awesome. I hope you like it. And yeah, listen up. Let's do more of these. Thank you.